1: Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
2: This is Season 3, Episode 16 of the Fly the W670 Podcast. First Cubs game of the spring. Don't forget to listen, download, and subscribe to the Fly the W Podcast. We're on all the social media platforms and don't forget to leave us that five star review. So Crowley, Boris versus Ricketts, it's uh what part two, part three? The uh yeah, the, 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 he, the the war is on. There is a war war of words
0: here, and th- this gets interesting because you know that last time we spoke, when we recorded on Thursday, Tom was meeting with the beat writers and answered some questions, and some of the quotes uh, people weren't exactly happy with. And you can count uh, Scott Boris in that camp of not being happy. Remember, Tom said about Cody Bellinger, "quote We're just waiting, waiting for whatever he and his agent are going to engage, and it could be any time, or it could be a few weeks. We'll just see where it goes." You remember, he said there had been some discussions but they haven't become a negotiation yet. And one thing we talked about was that Tom Ricketts says he doesn't talk to Scott Boris. And this is a quote. One of his signature moves is to go talk to the owner. But I think when you do that, you undermine the credibility of your general manager. And so inserting yourself into that negotiation, I don't think that helps. I thought that that was reasonable. At least I think what, what Tom was saying in that regard.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, no, you know,
2: it's a, it's a I I totally understand where he's coming from on this.
0: Right, you don't want to sit there and, and and just have you know guys going over your head. But Boris responded and said, "Free agency is about recruiting players. It's the normal owner's signature move to be involved in the efforts of recruiting players and reaching out to me so I can convey to the player the ownership of the team covets them." That is the essence of free agency, and it is a custom and practice for ownership to express commitment and involvement. When Cody was a free agent last year, the Cubs engaged and were very aggressive in their pursuit. And their process is no different this year. So I'm not clear as to what Tom is suggesting. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, so... You know, big daddy Steve Cone out in New York flies out and meets with the agent, you know, some of the players to show his deep commitment. And I I can't tell you, you know, I don't know 100% what negotiations Tom has or hasn't gotten involved in. And, you know, when he talks about the pursuit the Cubs had last year, they saw a chance to roll the dice. You know, it was going to be high risk, high reward, you know, if it worked out you know, low risk, high, high reward in which it was a low pillow contract. It was like one year, like, what was it? 17, $18 million. It wasn't going to hamstring the Cubs for years to come. And, and they took a shot and it, and it paid off. But, but clearly Boris is going to take that successful year that Cody had, and he's trying to maximize the amount he can get for his player. So the Cubs are not going to be coming aggressive because, they're not going to want to pay what Boris is asking, which is six years north of two hundred million dollars.
2: And, and I, and as much as I want Cody back, and I, it's not my money. I, I can't blame them for that. I, I can't blame them for not wanting to pay that. I, I, I think it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, especially based on where the market is right now.
0: Well, you know, our good friend of the pod and uh, Odyssey Insider Bob Nightingale, he spoke with former White Sox catcher AJ Pierzynski on their podcast, Foul Territory, AJ's podcast, and, uh, you know, talked very much about the market. And Bob had some interesting things to say. Let's give it a listen.
2: I think these teams
1: are playing it smart. A few of them say, you know what, we're not going to, uh, you know, all this hype and stuff about all these teams interested. We don't think anybody else is. And I think the Cubs have played this smart with Bellinger. I haven't heard another team that say, you know what, we really want this guy except for the Cubs. I was at the Cubs uh, camp a couple of days. The players keep talking about Bellinger, the fans. Really, I'm not sure there's another place for him to go. It kind of reminds me years ago, remember the Boston Red Sox offered J.D. Martinez five years at 110,
2: and uh, Scott Morris had said, we're not doing that. Once wants 170, 160, whatever
1: it was. Dave Dombrowski never budged. Sure enough, he signed for five years at, at 110. I do the same thing here with Bellinger. The Cubs are making this offer and saying, you know, we're not going to bid against ourselves. Either take it or leave it.
2: Take right. it or leave it.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and, and what makes you a little nervous or makes you kind of scratch your head is no, there's no market for him. No other teams are interested. What does that tell you about the situation? Right? So let, let's, talk, let's talk about this for a second, Dustin, because when there was the Shohei Otani, people were falling all over themselves to get this guy. When it was Yamamoto everybody, Steve Cohen flew a jet to Japan to court this guy, but teams are not falling all over Cody Bellinger. They're not banging down the door to get him. And the Cubs are just kind of standing firm. And you have to wonder how much longer Cody wants to hold out. And I know Boris has his camps and it's not the same as being with the team. It's not the same as getting spring training at bats in a real game situation, not a real game, but, but a scrimmage game situation. I I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I think this is going to work and want to, you know, either Jet is going to look like the smartest guy in the room or the Cubs are going to look like a bunch of cheapskates. I think it's going to be one of the two.
2: Yeah, it, it is. It is a one. It is. I think this is a black or white issue. I agree. I think it's, it's either or for sure. I think you're right. But I think Dustin, when I look at this,
0: I'm, I am of the mind that I, I am not tripping over getting Cody Bellinger for a six year, $200 million contract. You know, I'm I'm probably one of the guys that's a little bit more nervous. Like I said, if he's going to play first base, I'm okay with it. But when I look at the situation, think about all the great free agent prospects the Cubs have not gotten, you know, 20, 2018, 2019, 2020. I mean, when you think about Bryce Harper, when you think about Manny Machado, when you think about Otani or Yamamoto or all these guys, when's the last time the Cubs were really in on like one of the biggest free agents? And I guess, that's the thing that has me nervous. I love prospects. Well, and, loves- and,
2: but let's answer that question. Okay. The last time they were involved in one of those big free agents, at least, you know, without really sitting down and thinking about it, you know, just on the fly, I- I'm gonna say Jason Hayward. Everybody right. wanted Jason Hayward. Everybody wanted them, including, including some of the Cubs' biggest rivals wanted him, right? And the Cubs did it, and they've been burned by it. Now, ultimately, he was a a big part of the World Series team, right? But other than that, they were burned by that contract. And I wonder if that is something that sits in the back of Jed and Tom's mind. It's possible. Absolutely, 100%
0: possible. But here's the thing. Everyone that has those positions knows that you're going to miss on a couple of them. It's going to happen. But here's the thing. If you are a small market or a mid-market team, it should be harder to recover from that, right? But if you're a major market team, that may happen and that's okay. You can't have that happen multiple times, but you definitely, sometimes you have to take a swing. And now when you look at Jason Hayward, he was a very coveted player But to me, like when you talk about a guy like Juan Soto, or when you talk about a guy like you know Shohei Tani or or Bryce Harper, I think there's much more pedigree in some of those guys that you feel more comfortable offering a big contract. I think uh, uh, the Phillies owner, when they when they made it to the World Series, told Harper, "I should have paid you more." I mean, when when you're looking at some of those guys, you you got to sometimes you know if you want to be playing with the big boys, and there's no salary cap in this league. Yeah, there's some penalties for this that but you got you got to sometimes take that chance if you really think there's a player that is going to be you know the one you want to build around. Who are the Cubs building around right now would you say? Who's the who's the key guy you're building around? Nico Horner?
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean <laughs> I, I I'm saying I B. Swanson's older, right? So And and he's never I mean, the been answer Dansby's your question like, again on the fly Nico Horner
0: Right. And so that's telling you something that's not Nico is a great piece to have on a team. He can be a really good piece on a really good team, but he can't be your centerpiece.
2: No, Mm -mm. no, he's not. Yeah, Mm -mm. no.
0: Well, speaking of money, Dustin, uh, maybe the Cubs are going to be trying to look for a little bit more money here. First, Dustin, we had the ugly uniforms and the players have already complained to the union, which is already looking into the issues, those ugly Nike Vapor Premier Authentic jerseys. Dustin, everything is printed instead of embroidered. The colors are off. The lettering is smaller. I don't
2: know if you saw this on social media. Yeah,
0: I saw you- it. I, I
2: agree with you. I mean I'm not a big I'm not a big jersey guy, but I understand I understand the complaints.
0: But now if you saw it, the pants are yeah. see-through. They're see-through.
2: see-through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that today as well.
0: So if you're wearing, maybe, I don't know, it's, it might be a good, uh, you know, opportunity for someone to maybe make a little bit extra cash, you know, with some boxer briefs or something, you know, it'll, you'll be able to read the name of what they're wearing. So
2: yeah, yeah. A new new place to get a sponsor, right?
0: Right. But here's the thing that has me even more worried about the Cubs uniform, the website UniWatch, and they're on Twitter as well. UNI dash watch pointed out that the Cubs did release the pictures from photo day. No big deal, right? And you look at it, people on Twitter started noticing something. This, if you're on the 670 The Score YouTube channel.
1: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
0: This is a picture of the uh, Christopher Morel and Ian Hap, and on it, the Walking Bear logo is in different places. On Morel, it's on his right shoulder. On Happ, it's on his left shoulder. And on these jerseys, they're further down. And you're going to ask yourself, Crawley, are you getting crazy into conspiracy theories? But here is the thing traditionally the walking bear logo is always on the left sleeve. I'm showing you right here of the Jersey, but now it's on the left sleeve for some and the right on the others. Why does it matter? That's what teams do Dustin. When they add a sleeve advertisement, MLB sleeve ads are positioned on the teams, the players front facing sleeve. So if you are a righty, you want the bear on your, on the right shoulder so that your logo in front is facing that and opposite if you're a lefty. So sure. that's why they do that is to maximize TV exposure. So my guess is that these ads are coming soon. It wouldn't surprise me if by the end of spring training, we
2: hear of a sponsor. Well, it, it it's the way of the world. I, I'm sure, I'm sure I told this story. Um, on this podcast, I know I've told it on the Mully and Haw show, but I was out of sorts when they put the Weber grill logo on the left field door. Okay. I was out of sorts when they put up the Toyota sign in left field. Uh, I couldn't believe they added two jumbotrons and I love the jumbotrons now. I I, I love being at a game, but I also love being able to see what just happened on a screen like that. So it's just, it, it's part of the, it is the world we live in. Uh, you know, again, you can buy a Jersey that does, it's, it, it's not here. These aren't things that are going to at least get this cub fan to stop watching the game because they put, you know, some eyeglass hut place on the left-hand sleeve of the uniform.
0: Uh, if you, if you're watching the YouTube, you just saw me cringe. Um, when you talk about the Toyota sign and the scoreboards and a lot of the things that they did, I think the key is to incorporate the Cubs design so that Toyota was the same red as the marquee. And I thought it blended in really well. It didn't stick out. Now, if you remember years ago, the Cubs used to have a giant macaroni noodle in front of the stadium and it stuck out like a sore thumb. So if you can do it in a way and the way that they incorporated the scoreboards and a lot of the promises they made where it wasn't going to be loud and obnoxious have, have come to fruition. And I think we all do enjoy the scoreboard. I didn't like, and still don't like the logos on the door, but not a big deal. But here's what I'm going to do there. Dustin, there are a total of 30 teams in baseball. 18 teams have the sleeve ads, 12, including the Cubs, do not. And so the Royals just became the 18th team to add it. And here's what it looks like. It is for quick time convenience store. And it looks a
2: little, it looks a little NASCAR to me.
0: It is absolutely as ugly as it can be. The Royals have the, you know, the blue, white, and gray. And this is a red and it says QT and it, it does look NASCAR, Dustin. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I sometimes can be a traditionalist in some of these matters and that I get a little, you know, probably more irritated than not. But I will tell you this is it going to make me stop watching Cubs games? No, but. Will it make me have second thoughts about buying a jersey? If those patches are on the jersey, I'm not buying them, and I'm not buying the Nike Premier jerseys either. I mean, those are awful. I'll go and I'll just start getting retro jerseys at that point. I'm I'm kind of not interested in this and 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 it, it really to me it was nice or I forget I think the Padres had like a big Motorola patch and it didn't look anything. It didn't incorporate into their uniform well. Now I will say if you put the obvious shirt logo here or if you put an old style logo there. Okay. I think the color scheme would look good. I think it would kind of match up, but please just don't make it look. Like I said, when I was watching the Padres who just naturally have ugly uniforms that make me want to throw up. But when I normally watch like it was so glaring to me and maybe other people, it doesn't bother. But to me, I, I, it still bothers me.
2: Yeah, I get it. I, I totally, I understand where you're coming from. I have so many things that bother me, but this is not necessarily one of them.
0: Now, Dustin, I want to get on a happier note here. For the first time since October 1st, we can say Chicago Cubs baseball is on the air. 670, the score, the home of your Chicago Cubs, will broadcast 10 spring training games this season. Um, On Friday, February 23rd, they're going to be starting with the Cubs versus the White Sox. Our good friend of uh, the pod, Alex Cohen, AAA broadcaster for the iCubs is going to be teamed up with Coom Dog and they always make a great team. So you're really going to want to tune into that Friday, March 1st, Cubs versus Sox, Sunday, March 3rd, Cubs versus Guardians, Sunday, March 10th, Cubs Rangers, Saturday, March 16th, Sunday, March 17th. And, and that's when I'm going to be in Mesa. Tuesday, March 19th, Saturday, the 23rd, Sunday, the 24th, and Monday, March 25th. You can go take a look on the Cubs website or on 670thescore.com, and you can find it. But how exciting is it going to be? And not only that, Dustin, it was announced today, Craig Counsel, who the first starter out of the gate is going to be. It is going to be Jordan Wicks. Like it. Like it a lot. Yeah. Let the young kid kind of start it out. And, and so, you know, this is going to be, like I said, there you know, last couple, last three episodes, we've kind of talked about pitchers and catchers. We've talked about the infielders, the outfielders, there is going to be, a, I think this is going to be a really important camp because of what's, you know, the battles that are going to be going on at first and third. And for some of those outfield spots, who's going to take the fifth starter spot What the bullpen is going to look like. So I think it's really going to be fun. And, you know, I think that, you know, I just love hearing baseball on the radio. I'm kind of old timey like that again, but you know, I just think that the score just does a fantastic job. I just love listening to the, to the uh, broadcast and Alex is going to be broadcasting. Coomer. You know, the hall of famer, Pat Hughes is going to be on there. So I think Cub fans have a lot to be excited for one guy, not excited though. Brewers owner, Mark Atanasio, not not really happy with the Cubs. Here's what Atanasio had to say. You know, I hate to say this, but there was a team that was widely picked to win last year that finished 21 games behind us. And we finished nine games of uh, uh, ahead of the Cubs. So he says, I appreciate the friendly competition. We're just going to focus on what we need to do game by game. So the, the, I, I'm excited about this season. And that rivalry between the Cubs versus the Brewers is just one more notch up.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, He keeps putting gas on the fire. There is no doubt about that. Uh, and uh, I'm glad that uh, Craig Council decided to join the uh, right side of the rivalry. That's a wrap, Crowley. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on all the socials. That's Facebook. It's Instagram. It's Twitter. You can email Crawley and I, fly the W670 at gmail.com. And, of course, you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to that YouTube channel, 670 The Score. Carly, have Nick. a great rest of your week. We'll talk after a uh, official Cubs spring training game is in the books. Absolutely. We're going to have a weekend of games to
0: talk about. I cannot wait. Stick here. Tell your friends to follow the Fly the W podcast. Go Cubs! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.